Said Pastor John Ragsdale anointing to sing and preach. I told him, I tell him all the time, I sing so much better when you're singing. <laughs> oh man. Whew, my heart's still beating from that, man. I'll speak to two or two thousand, twenty thousand, but singing, that got me a little rattled, I gotta be honest. Oh man. Hey, but I will tell you this, that song, honestly, when that song started playing, I pictured myself on an interstate driving through. Uh, Louisiana, I remember there were times, I cannot tell you how many times uh, I've listened to that song going down the road. Uh, back when I was single, man, I traveled a lot by myself and uh, doing similar things we're doing now. And man, I tell you what, nothing is better than turn that music on and sing it, you know, let the windows down, roll them up, it doesn't matter. Just sing loud. Don't nobody care. Jesus loves my singing, you know? And if he told me different, I'd say I can't hear him, you know? It's like, I miss God, you know? <laughs> Man, so good, so good to uh, be here with our Hills family uh, this weekend and get to share. Uh, so thankful for the opportunity. Thank you, Pastor John and Kristen, for this opportunity. I'm so thankful for pastors who lead us faithfully and fearlessly, aren't you? Can we thank God for our pastors today? Thank you, Pastor John and Kristen. We love you. We love you. So we've been in a cool series called FAC, right? Oh, I just saw, I've been out a little bit. Is that right? FAC. Oh, answers. So frequently asked questions, I think that's what it means. Frequently asked questions is what we've been in, and we've had a good time in this series. Pastor John has uh, done an amazing job the last couple weekends leading us and uh, setting the pace for this series, talking about our purpose, answering questions about what God says about who we are. Amen? And then last week about peace. Anybody could use a little extra peace in your hearts. Yeah, peace is always a good thing. Good thing. And uh, so this week we're going to continue uh, uh, this series about frequently asked questions. And you know, being in ministry and pastoring for so many years, the first thing that happened when I thought about answering questions that I've been asked a lot, I just got a little overloaded. My RPMs started hitting the red a little bit. I'm like, oh my goodness, there's so many questions. And uh, I'm going to talk to you about one that has been really a, uh, is a question that's come up over and over, not just in my life, but in people's lives that we've helped and we've walked with and friends and people we've pastored. And, uh, and this question is, how, why, do I keep, why do I keep attracting the same friends or people in my life? I could say it a few different ways, but uh, I thought that was a good way to say it. <laughs> Something about attraction, fatal attraction. Oh, no, okay. It's a different series. So, something about the friends and the people in our life. You know, I've been around a lot of people who've made a lot of life changes. I've had, some, I've had family members close to me that have decided, hey, I want to make some changes in my life. I want to do things different. I've tried it my way. I want to do it God's way. Anybody ever heard something similar to that? Or maybe you've made that decision. It's like, okay, you know what? I'm ready for a change. I'm ready for it to be different. And they start making all these personal changes, and they stop watching this or listening to that or doing this or saying that and, and changing some disciplines. And I've seen those patterns start happening. Good. Man, you're doing great. And there's one key piece that, that didn't get changed, and that was who they rolled with. <laughs> that was their peeps, their people, their crew, their boys, their girls, my homies, whatever. You, you know what I'm saying. What do you say in Nashville? I don't know. I've only been here since January. It's like my cool people, folks, my folks, okay? All right, moving right along. <laughs> And so that's a, it's such a key piece to our purpose. 
It's the people we have in our life. And I want to tell you, here's the deal. It's not that you don't need to have people around you because God has created us for relationship. He's put inside of you his DNA to have relationship, to have communion, to relate to people, to feel like you're a part of something. That's why I love the local church, don't you? I feel like we can be a part of something. In fact, in Genesis 2, he said this. He said that it's not good for man to be alone. And all my men said amen. 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 It's not good for man to be alone. He did not create us to be alone. He wants us to have people to lock arms with, to do this thing together. And we, and we begin to, because of that human nature in us, because of the way we were designed, we look for people to relate to. We look for people to connect our lives with. And I want to tell you, the people that you are in relationship is directly connected to something inside of you. Because we don't have relationships with people that we can't relate to. I may know you. I can say, hey, how you, how you doing? But we don't have to be in relationship. You know what I'm saying? We don't have to be friends. And so there's something in me that connects to something in you. That's what creates our relationship. And so I want to talk to you about that just for a moment as we talk about relationships. Because you need to know you have to choose what you want to relate to. You have that option. You have the choice to say who I want to relate with. Who I want to be related to. Now we all have family. (laughs) Some choices, you know. Relation. Okay, so we're talking about the ones you can choose, All right, The ones that you can choose. And there's a cool verse in Proverbs. I'm going to read it to you. Proverbs 27. This is the Living Bible Translation. I love how it says this. It says, a mirror reflects a man's face. But what he is really like, what he is really like is shown by the kinds of friends he chooses. Oh, come on. The kinds of friends you choose. Listen, you, got to cho- you get to choose who you want to be related with. There is something in people that, that I could connect with that I don't want to connect with. There's a side of me. There are some things in my heart that I don't want to relate to others with. In fact, I want God to heal those areas. I don't want them to be, be what becomes my common denominator, if you will. You ever heard this, birds of a feather? Oh, thank you, mama. Birds of a feather flock together. You know why? Because it means that you relate. If I've ever known one person who likes to gossip, they've, they've got a couple friends who like to gossip. You know what I'm saying? If I've ever wanted to, if I've ever been angry, I haven't had to look far to find someone to angry to relate with. You know? Seems like I can see it pretty clear, you know? But I've made my mind up that I want to relate to people that are going to help me get where I want to go. That, that I want to relate to people that have God purpose on their life. Amen. I want to relate to people who are going somewhere worth, worth going. I want to go somewhere that's worth sacrificing for. That's worth giving my life for. I want to go in that direction. Right? That's what I want to talk to you today about. It's about keeping those kind of people around your life. And so the first place you've got to start is a friend inventory. Did I say that right? Thank you. Pastor John said he liked it. It's a relationship inventory. All right? A relationship inventory for you to to take a little time in your life and look at who is it that I'm connected to? Who is it that I'm relating to? Who is it that I've allowed in my world? And who is it I'm not letting in my world? Who's getting to speak into my life and who's not getting to speak into my life. 
And then you do that inventory, then you say, okay, where do I want to be with my life? Where do I want to go? Do I want to be right here in this group next year? Talking about the same things next year. Or do I want to be a part of folks going somewhere? Do I want to be walking around here or do I want to be soaring like an eagle? You know, you know, uh, uh, an eagle and a turkey, they're both birds. But totally two different birds. My dad used to say, say this growing up. I don't know if it's politically correct. That's an odd bird right there. <laughs> you can say it all the time. That, that person right there, that's an odd bird. But you know what? You've got, to make a de- you've got to make a decision. If you want to soar like an eagle, you can't hang out with the turkeys. Right? That's why you've got to make up your mind who you're going to let in your life and, and who you're not going to let in your life. Right? I can't, I can't tell you how, how easy it is to fall in the trap to say, oh, we're both birds, so let's just hang out. You got feathers, I got feathers. You got a beak, I got a beak. You work here, I work here. We go to school here, you go to school, I go to school here. Right? We, I see you here all the time, I'm here all the time. Let's just hang out. Well, what happens is these people, we begin to let, our, let people in our world that have nothing to do with what, where we're going. And in fact, they can't help us get where we're going. They can't encourage us. They can't be God influence in our life. So I want to tell you, you've got to, if you want to be an eagle, you've got to get around eagles. If you want to have good people in your life, you've got to be good people. <laughs> right? If you want to go somewhere great, get around people that are great. So we're going to talk about that just for a few minutes. How to be a good friend. How to be an eagle if you want to say it like that. How to be someone that good people, that God people want to be around. Because I, I, tell, you, I tell you in my heart last night, uh, uh, we, I just felt really, really just passionate about encouraging about your life, where you are and where you want to be. This is one of the greatest things. And listen, this is why it's a frequently asked question because Pastor John started this whole series off on purpose. On purpose, on purpose. About purpose in our life. None of us, including me, None of us are absent from the the thought of, man, I hope I'm doing what I'm supposed to do in life. I hope I'm going where I'm supposed to be going. I hope I'm doing what I'm called to do. I hope I'm doing what I'm created to do because I want to tell you we're created for something. And this is one of the greatest elements to your purpose is the people you have in your life. I can look at your your phone and I can tell you from the last 10 days who you've called and you've texted, I can tell you a little bit about your future. I can tell a lot about you because who you're relating to, who you're talking to, who you're conversating with, right? And it has a lot to do with where you're going and in some cases where you're not going. Amen? Let me talk to you a few ways about how to be a good friend. How to be a good friend. This is going to be fun. You ready? Number one, you got to create room for new relationships. you got to make some space in your place, all right? you got to... You got to create some room in your life for fellowship. Did anybody grow in church? Grow up in church? Anybody in here? Just if you don't have to show your hands, but oh, I'm judging you right now. No, I grew up in church, and there was something that I loved about church. In my favorite area, you may not be able to tell this, but it was the fellowship hall. They're my church people. They're my church people now. The fellowship hall. Hey, where are we meeting at? The fellowship hall. Who's going to set the chairs up, tables off? I'll go do it. I got you. The fellowship hall. Man, there's something cool about when, when, when we would build a church, we designed in a place for fellowship. 
We created place to connect and to hang out. Come on, there was nothing better than them potluck, potluck afternoons. You know what I'm saying? Pot, pot yuck. I mean, pot bad luck. I mean, luck. I can't get it all out of them. I'm trying to flush it out here. Those potlucks, man. You got getting that line and you're all talking. You're holding that plastic fork and a paper plate. You're like, man, boy, I haven't seen you forever. What's up? How you doing? Going to eat that? Mm. Uh-uh. That mystery dish, you know, everybody, yeah, every potluck, they gotta have that one dish. You can't find out who made it, you don't recognize it. Yeah, I'm, I'm It's gonna be good. Going on now, going to the fried chicken. Cook anything bad right out of that mess, all the fried, fried. You know what I'm talking about. It's fellowship, it's a, sp- it's a space in your life to connect. It's making room for relationships. I want to tell you the first thing that someone tells me when they said, in fact, I had this conversation with a, with a, a, a guy just, a, just a, a year or so ago, and we sat in an office, and he said, man, I just feel he, he was connected with the wrong guys, and he'd, he'd kind of made some dumb decisions. And, and I said, well, well, man, what were you doing in that atmosphere? Well, I hadn't got anybody else to hang out with, and everybody, nobody loves, loves me really. I just, would, I just go hang out because they, they at least like me. I'm like, well, dude. Have you made any space in your schedule to come hang out with some, some of us? I've invited you to so many things, and you've like, I can't, I'm busy, I gotta go. I hope you didn't not come to this because you were going to that. You gotta create space for new relationships. If you want some change in your life, and I wanna tell you that God has new relationships for some of you. I wanna tell you, you're not here to hear a cool message today or just laugh at me because you will do that some more. But I want to encourage you today. Some of you need to make room in your heart for some new relation, new relationships. God has people. Some of you have moved to town. Some of you have friends back where you, you came from. you got relatives you call. If something goes on in your world, you, you have to pick up a phone and call someone. You can't go to their house. If that's you, then I'm encouraging you right now. God's got some new relationships for you. All right? If something goes, if you had an accident and there's not someone that could be there in 15 to 20 minutes, I'm telling you, God's got new relationships for you, all right? All right, God wants you to create some space. Check out this verse, Proverbs 27. Proverbs 27.10 says this, Never abandon a friend, either yours or your father's. When disaster strikes, you won't have to ask your brother for assistance. It's better to go to a neighbor than to a brother who lives far away. So when disaster strikes, you need to have a friend close by. You need to have someone that's got your back, right? Someone that can bring some jumper cables or someone that can bring some tissues, Either one, right. right? Someone in your world. I'm encouraging you today. God has some new friends and some now friends for your life. Amen. Some new friends and some now friends. Some of you just need to open your heart and say, God, I'm ready. I'm ready. I can't tell you how many times, how many seasons of my life I've had to pray that prayer. And I've got some amazing friends. But I've had to pray this prayer more than one time. God, okay, who are the new people that you want to bring into my life? Who are the people right now you want to mind? Don't let me close my heart off. There are some people that, that I need them, and they need me. Amen? you got to create room. The second thing, are you still with me? The second thing to be a good friend is you got to be a contributor. you got to be able to carry a little weight in your life, in your relationship. Nobody wants the guy... Well, I don't, I don't, I'll start meddling. That's what we call growing up meddling. Yeah. Here's what the opposite of a contributor is, is a consumer. 
Someone who's always consuming in a relationship. Everything comes back to them. It comes back to their world and their needs. And hey, man, uh, looks like, hey, man, how you doing? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Listen, uh, man, listen, bro. I, I just need to. I need to talk. I, I'm going through something. I'm glad you called. I've been going through something too. Well, then why didn't you call me? I called you. Listen, I, I'm really hurting in my heart today. I need some. Oh man, I'm hurting too. Can you believe what Joe did to me? Who's Joe? I called you. Remember, yo. Brian Regan calls it the me monster. You know what I'm saying? It's like, man, I had a good day. I had an awesome day. You want to be a contributor. You want to be someone who carries a little weight. I love Galatians 2. It talks about Galatians 2, uh, excuse me, 6 verse 2. It says, talks about carrying one another's burdens. When you sign up to be someone's friend, the, the first box you usually check is not, I want to carry your burdens. But it's part of relationship. It's part of the, 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 the people that God wants to put in your life. And it's part of what God wants to put you in someone else's life to help carry this life load together. Yeah. And then he goes on in, in, in verse 5 says, For each one of you should carry their own weight. Each one of us. Each one of us. Listen, when you go into a relationship, and I want to tell you from a married perspective, it's the greatest relationship to teach you how to carry your own weight. You know what I'm saying? And it's an amazing thing that when you get in relationship to that you know, you look, it's not just about what you, you know, is it, is it, uh, who is it? What have you done for me? What have you done for me lately? Uh, uh, uh. I was looking at my wife. That was for her. The hips was for her. No, not you, son. Sorry. You know, if you find yourself, if you find yourself in a relationship and all you can think about is what have you done for me lately? Look, you, you, you're not being a good friend. You need to ask, what have I done for them lately? What have I done for them to feel my my care and my concern? What have I done for them to let them know I'm here for them? Come on. I want to be someone that you can lean on. Bill Withers had it right. You know that. I don't know why the song stuff is on me today. Come on. Lean on me. When you're not strong. Don't make me your friend. For... It won't be long. I'm going to need somebody to lean on. Okay, here's the deal. All right. Give yourselves a hand. Give yourselves a hand. You sounded real good from my perspective. Your neighbor probably had a deal. But for me, it's all together. All right? You sounded good. It's, Bill Withers had, had it right in that song. He said, look, lean on me now because there's going to be a day when I need to lean on you. The problem is some of you don't want to be leaned on. And then when you need a little, little support... You hadn't made room for nobody in your life. You hadn't reached out. You hadn't been a friend. You got to be a contributor, right? You got to be a contributor. Be known for someone that carries weight. Invest yourself. Put a little skin in the game. Get your get your uniform dirty in the relationship game. Get get something on you. Say, man, whoo, that was crazy. But man, they they made it. We made it. We got this. Then we got this together, right? That's a good friend. That's a good friend. Is there are people in my life right now, if something goes down, man, they're, they're going to be on the scene. I've had it when the things went down, they were on the scene. Amen. Yes. There's nothing better than being a contributor as a friend. Create some room. Be a contributor. Number three, you ready? Did I lose you with Bill Weathers? You still good? Lean on me? Okay. The three, number three is be connected. Be connected. If I'm going to be a good friend, 
I've got to be connected. I've got to stay connected. I've got to be involved. I've got to be an includer, a gatherer. Oh, man. I tell you what. Speaking of answering this question, this is the, one of the worst responses when I've talked to people about relationships. And, then I've, and I've fell in the same trap before. Well, nobody called me. Hey, wasn't it fun at the Connect Group last night? I was like, dude, where were you? Nobody invited me. What the? We put it on the screen for three weeks in a row. You you had the same information we had, bro. (laughs) Don't be playing this woe is me game, man. It's on your handout in your sheet right there. You're taking notes on it right now. (laughs) Don't pull that I didn't get invited, man. We, We spent hundreds of dollars in printing stuff so you could be invited. You know what I'm saying? Come to the connect group. Be connected. Connect yourself. Connect in. Ask questions. Hey, where's everybody going right now? My house. Sweet. You want me to get some jello on the way? What up? Whatever it takes, man. I'm coming to your house. I'm going to connect in. You remember, we're supposed to be a part of a group. We're not designed to be alone. Listen, you weren't created to be an island to yourself. If you find yourself isolated, you're out of the will of God, I want to tell you right now. Yep, that's right. And let me tell you this. If you have someone in your life who's trying to isolate you, trying to pull you out away from the group, they're out of the will of God for your life. I want to tell you, there's nobody, you can't prove it to me, any biblical example, that anybody who, who pulls people aside, who, who, uh, who kind of wings people out to pull them to themselves, you can't tell me that that's godly. You can't convince me. Biblically, it's not in there. You can't tell me emotionally. I know I feel that way sometimes. Like, Man, what you doing? Like, that's gross. I don't want to be, I'm not doing my own little thing. I, I'm, I'm a part of a team. I'm a group here. I'm a family. This is a church. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't mess with that stuff. You got to be connected. Be connected. And listen, the enemy, lo- that's how the enemy operates. I want to just tell you. I'm going to, under Pastor John, I'm a pastor just for a second right here. Listen, the enemy operates that way. You ever seen, anybody seen National Geographic Channel, Discovery Channel? Them lions, and they, they come up on that big pack, the big group. They're all, the herds, they're together. You know what they do? They start looking for the weak. They start looking for the one they can get out away from the crew, away from the people, away from the church. You know what I'm saying? They start getting them out, and they start weaning them out because that's where they can get them. That's where they Take them out. I want to tell you, you got to be careful. Don't be an island. Don't isolate yourself. Be a part. If I was you and I had been in a connect group or a, a gathering this, this semester, man, I'd be going to one right now. I'd be like, who's got a gathering right now? Who's got a gathering? I hate I missed the meetup Friday night, but I'm going this Friday night. I'm getting involved. You know, it's the will of God for your life to be connected, to be in relationship. Make sure that, you're, that you know that... that that the temptation is to, is to want to draw into yourself. And here's what I want to tell you something. Here, here, this part of the temptation of being isolated comes from this right here. The mindset, well, nobody will understand where I am. Nobody understands what I'm going through. No one's, no, no one, no, they, don't, they don't understand, they, they, they can't get it. I don't want to put this off on them. The temptation is to mentally convince yourself that you're all alone in that. I had someone recently tell me, just recently, I was asking just a question about their family, trying to get to know them a little bit, and, the, and, and this person said to me, so, well, it's a little, it's my, fa- I'm t- it's my family, it's a little complicated, okay? I said, uh, all right, what, what else? She said, no, I'm talking about my family, it's complicated, the relationships, and I'm, 
That's normal, girl. <laughs> Welcome to life. It happens. It's all complicated. I want to tell you, don't think you're all alone in this. Everybody has family issues. Everybody has life issues. Everybody has work problems. Everybody has feet problems and back problems and hair problems, neck and neck bone connected to the hip bone. You know, it's everything. It's like everything is all connected. It's like, you know, we got problems. And I want to tell you, you've got to know you're not in this alone. God has people that he wants you to do life with. He's got people that want to come alongside of you and walk this thing through. God, man, it's so important to your life. I wish I could just plug a wire right into your heart, just let you feel what I'm feeling for you. It's so imperative. It's so crucial to your life and your purpose, who you're relating to. Hebrews 10 says this. It's so awesome. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together, connecting, coming together. Let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another. There's, I love how, how they would correlate meeting together and encouragement and loving on each other. This is why you have a local church. This is why we come together. This is why you're sitting here on Sunday morning. This is why some of you are looking for a church. It's because you feel this. You need this right here, what we just talked about. Hebrews 10, 24. Write that down. Go home and talk to your friends and spouse about it. You need this right here. This is, a, this is what you call the church. We're meeting together. And this is where we get encouraged. We love. These are people you can trust, who love you, who want the best for your life. You need to get involved. If I hadn't been in Next Step to fire you, I'd get signed up before I leave today. I'd make up my mind. That's it. I'm getting connected. I'm, no, I'm not waiting for somebody to invite me. I'm not going to wait for a personal handshake. I'm going to say, I'm going to the information bar. I'm getting the next steps because I'm, I'm tired of not meeting together with people who can encourage me, love me, and celebrate me. Amen? Amen. I'm telling you. It's, what, what that does is it, it positions yourself for those things. It's a positioning where you position yourself for those things, if you let, let me ask you this, okay, let me ask you this. Let me reverse this scripture on you. How many of you want to be loved on? You want someone to to do good things with? You want to be encouraged by someone else? How many? How many have ever wanted that in their life? Right? Be accepted, encouraged. Come on, yeah, all of us. The rest of you, I got a few more minutes to convince you it's the right thing. All right. <laughs> then if you want those things, here's what Hebrews ten is saying. Then you got to meet together you got to come together. you got to connect with people to do that, right? You can't be an island on yourself. you got to put yourself in position. And God wants to put those people in your life if you'll let him. He's not going to force it on your family. He's not going to for- kick in your door and say, here you go. He's going to bring them to the door. Say, they're here waiting for you. Ding, 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 ding. Ringing the doorbell right now. Ding, 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 ding. It's up to you to let God's people in to your life. Amen? Be connected. The last thing I want to talk to you about just for a few minutes. If I'm going to be a good friend, if I'm going to have good friends in my life, if I want to be an eagle, I want eagles in my life, then I'm going to have to do this. I'm going to have to forgive again. I'm going to have to forgive again. Forgive again. Say it one more time. Forgive again. One of our mentors has told us, I've used it in marital counseling, premarital counseling, postmarital relationship, myself in the mirror. I've used this line a lot. He said this to, to my wife and I. He said, look, people rarely fall out of love. They fall out of forgiveness. 
people rarely fall out of love. And in a, in a friend relationship, you can even say friends rarely fall out of like. They fall out of forgiveness. The, reason, the only reason I've ever stopped liking someone is because they've done something I couldn't let go of. And I want to tell you, the people that are closest to my world, it's because I've learned to let go of things and not be all on this horse, mighty horse all the time, right? I've learned to forgive. And I'm thankful the reason why is because I've needed to be forgiven more than one time myself. And I know if I'm going to have good friends in my life, I'm going to have to forgive and forgive again. And then I'm going to have to forgive again. And in my marriage, I'm going to have to forgive and I'm going to have to forgive again. This is a part of healthy relationship. This is a part of us creating relationship that's going to last. We want to be forgiving people. Freely we've received and freely we give. Ephesians 4. Be kind and compassionate. I love this. Be kind and compassionate to one another. Forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave. Say me. Me. Christ forgave me. That's why I forgive. Not because I have to. Not because I want to. It's because I've been forgiven. And I couldn't have access to any good thing without that forgiveness. Luke 7, 17, even if they sin against you seven times in one day and seven times come back to you saying, I repent, you must forgive them. That doesn't add up. <laughs> you're gonna, you mean to tell me they're going to keep doing what I've already forgiven them to do and, and then I've got to forgive them again? Oh, son. You, you want to come You coming back? Some of you need, to, you need to get a revelation of forgiveness in your own life. Grace, you could not have any good thing in your life without grace. Amen. You can't receive good things and you're not going to give good things without Amen. grace in your life. You've got to be sold on grace. You've got to know that, listen, some of you have already, I've told you I've needed forgiveness. Some of us, mm-hmm. we've made mistakes. Amen. Here's a 100% guarantee, money back as seen on TV, red sticker. You ready? People are going to make another mistake. You are going to make another mistake. And if, it, and if it isn't for grace, we're not going to have good friends. If it wasn't for grace, I'm not going to be a good husband. If it wasn't for grace, my wife's not going to be a good wife. And if I didn't give that grace to my relationships, I would never have any good friends. I would have gone friends. All my friends, they would be gone. Right? And you gotta, so you gotta make sure you give it and you gotta make sure you receive it. You gotta know, listen, if you've made a mistake in a relationship, it's okay to say, man, forgive me. I'm so sorry. I messed that up. I'm so, I did not mean to, I, I said that in the heat of the moment, or I said that before I was thinking, and you know what? I've dealt with that in my heart and my mind, and I want you to know I'm sorry about that. That's a good friend. And you know what's gonna happen? If they wanna be a good friend, they're gonna say, man, buddy, I'm so sorry. You're right. I should have never even said that. Or, man, you're right. I was just trying to love on you. And it, it, it kind of freaked me out a little bit when you come all like, <sighs> and I was like, what? <laughs> I thought we were loving on, like, having a little love moment here. And you like, <sighs> like, you know, you know what that does? That builds rapport. It builds credibility. It builds a bridge. It's another stone in the foundation of a great godly relationship. Listen, God doesn't want you to be alone, but he doesn't want you to be hanging out with a bunch of turkeys when he's called you to be an eagle. He doesn't want you hanging out with a bunch of gobsters when he's called you to be a clear, godly thinking person and don't want all that mess in your head. You know what I'm saying? God has good people for you, and he wants you to be good people. Amen? He wants you to have good relationships. That's how you stop attracting the wrong people. 
is you start being the right people. You start being godly people in our life and our actions. Do you receive that today? Come on, let's thank God for his word. Come on. Come on. I want to I encourage you today. I'm going to pray for you here in just a second. But I want to encourage you just to show some stick in your life. Show some stick in your relationships. Show a little stability. Get your, get your feet down in the sand. You know what I'm talking about? Just wiggle it down in there. Just say, you know what? Make a commitment to some godly. Find some godly people. Find some good people that God has put in your life and say, I'm going to put my feet down in this relationship sand and I'm going to park here. I'm going to be a good friend. I'm going to learn to be a good friend to you. I'm going to, I'm going to forgive. I'm going to create room in my life. If you call me and need, and need a little space, then I'm going to make space in my life. I'm going to create some room. If you need somebody to lean on, you've got it right here. Lean on me when you're not strong. I, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to create, I'm going to be connected. I'm going to be, I'm going to be intentional about being connected to you. I'm not going to sit around and wait. Well, if they would, who said call me? I told them I wanted to be the friend. You know what? I'm going to be a proactive friend. I'm going to let them know that I was thinking about them. I'm going to call them. I'm going to send them a text. Hey, let's do this. Let's go. Let's go get some tacos. Call me. I'll be there. Let's, you know, call, let them know. Stay connected. Be a connector. Be a gatherer. Go to groups. Go to meetups. Hangouts. Do, get involved. God has people for you right now for this season in your life. Right now. This season hasn't caught God by surprise. He knows right where you are. But I want to encourage you to show some stick in your relationships. Be strong. Be a mature man and be a mature woman. Say, I'm going to be the right person. Amen.